What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Juice in the building. Nick the Quick. T is in here. Three-fourths of the squad is in this joint. Juice was in here earlier. We're going to break down the Cubs. They end the month on a five-game win streak. It was a rocky April. We're going to talk about that. They've turned it around. NFL draft. The Bears did very well. Ryan Pace was in his bag, did his thing. We're going to talk about that, how we feel about the picks. Then it's the NBA playoffs. Too much going on. This is No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. Juice Ali, it's May 1st. Happy May. Yeah, happy May. The way we were talking earlier is that the Cubs were never going to make it to May 1st. (laughs) April was a OD month. Yes. We made it. We're 16 and 10. How you feeling? We're going to go into a lot of different things. We're closing the month. We've won five straight. Yes. I think eight of nine. And we haven't scored. Or seven of eight, I think. Seven of eight. And we haven't scored a lot of runs either, which is fine because we're playing close games, which is good. It's a good point. The last five wins we've had, five wins in a row, we haven't scored more than three runs. To start the season, that was a that wasn't happening. We had a little we we lost a couple. We were it was always five hundred, seven and seven, eight and eight, nine and nine. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah. And then we went out to, to Colorado and, and then we started hitting shit all over the place. Mm-hmm. But now these last five in a row to close the month, five W's, and we haven't scored more than three. First place in the NL Central. Yes. One of the toughest divisions in baseball, if not the toughest. And we also lead the National League in runs per game at 5.9 last I checked. Yeah, 30-plus run differential. I think yeah. the, the actual number is 35 or 36. Yeah, plus 36. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all this – is, this is, we're segueing ourselves right now because we're going to talk about our depth, our bullpen starting arms, yep. and then we've played – A key note that you jumped on and told me right away when we were talking was we've played five games against teams under 500. So we're playing the best teams in the league. We're beating the best teams in the league. And um, yeah, it's been important. That's important that we've beaten these teams. Um, Just to kind of get into that point real quick, we've played, well, first of all, our, our division, the National League, there's four teams in the National League with a record above 500. So we currently are in the best division in baseball, if you're going by the record. And there's a couple different factors that go into that, obviously. But, you know, you got to call that for what it is, which is a positive sign. Um, We've played the Brewers. We've had seven games against the Brewers. Um, We've had three games, four games, excuse me, against the Pirates. Um, The Atlanta Braves, we we took one of two from them. They're, they're actually a sleeper team. How good does it feel to beat up on the Brewers like that? It feels so great. So great, dog. <laughs> Yo, you hate the Brewers so much, dog. I mean, they are just so obnoxious. They just want to be little. They want to be us so badly. I was in I was in uh, Milwaukee a couple weeks ago, and I was with a couple, uh, a couple people. I was with Anna, and we were sitting with nothing but Cub fans. It was me. It was her. And she's from Milwaukee, so she's a Brewers fan, of course. And there was one other couple next to us, and they were Brewers fans, right? And then about five rows deep, in every direction was a cub pit, a pool. And when we're there, we're enthusiastic about our team. We don't really troll them that much. I do. I'm the obnoxious one, and I'm okay with that. But they are just so uncomfortable that we just outshine them at their own space. They even did this bullshit ticket uh, giveaway at the beginning of the season they only let Wisconsin residents in the stadium. They gave them the first priority to buy tickets. Yeah, that's how much, that's how threatened they are by us. And that entire dynamic with me just sits so it sets up so well for trolling, and it sets up so well for being obnoxious and and enjoying it when we sink our teeth into those little ass clowns. Oh, oh. I can feel it. Every time I talk to you about them, Ugh. I can feel the angst in your voice. It's like in my gut. I, <laughs> I can feel it in the tweets, all that. And I got love for Milwaukee as a city. I really do. Yeah. It's not just about – it's not about the city. It's about them in particular, period. So let's talk about those three points I laid out. Yeah. We've played we, – we, 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 well, we don't have to go into too much more of the, the five games 
against teams under 500, mm-hmm. a.k.a. we're playing good baseball against good teams and we're winning. Rockies, Braves. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals. Yeah, good teams. But I want to focus on the bullpen, the starting arms, and then the depth because we're in first place. We are. 35 plus, 36 plus run differential. And Rizzo's been on the DL. Zobris has missed games. Yes. Bryant got hit in the head. 97 to 97. the forehead. I was shook when I saw that, Me bro. Me too. I was Me like, too. whoa, yo. Yeah. So yeah. he missed some games. Talk to me about the depth and how big that is for Rizzo and Bryant, our two best hitters in the middle of the lineup, go out. Zobris, our utility guy, the do-it-all guy, he's out. And we're going to get to Baez in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to me about the depth, how important that is, and how impressive that is for how slow of a start we got off to in April, missing our big dudes to still be in first place and boast a run differential of 35-36. Yes. Uh, there's a few things. I, I immediately want to go to our, our pitching because good pitching stops good hitting. Um, and nowadays, you know, you got to have elite arms and just live electric stuff to, to get guys out. And you look at Brandon Morrow, our big acquisition, our big righty power arm who owned us in the playoffs when he was on the Dodgers last season, completely owned us. Uh, he's carried that momentum and, and he's pitched out of, his, out of his ass. Honestly, he's pitched incredibly, uh, incredibly well. He's got five opportunities, uh, five saves. Um, he hasn't given up a run. He has no ERA. So, I mean, what else can you ask for in your closer? We have Carl Edwards Jr., who has posted a, a sub .3 ERA, uh, hasn't given up a lot of runs, and has really commanded the strike zone, which is something that was a question mark for him, not only last year, Absolutely. but coming, but last couple of years, excuse me, coming into 2018. Carl kind of had one more real chance to show he can have command, and uh, he's starting that off well. Uh, Brian Dunstein has been very formidable. Uh, Eddie Butler, who's actually on the DL now, he's had a hu- couple big um, extended outings. So you look at our bullpen, the back end of that staff, it's been extremely, extremely formidable and, and just tough. Um, I think it was a stretch when they had almost 30 innings without an earned run. So that's a, that says a lot. I mean, and they've been essential, bro. Over, over the last 12, 15, 12, 15 games, they, they, they haven't allowed much. Let's so. keep it 100. They've been East. Yes. Essential. Yes, they've kept with Quintana struggling, you Darvish struggling. Yeah. They've been yeah super for us, bro. For sure, especially early in the year when we were kind of struggling. They, they kept us afloat. They've been constant this entire season. So that's a that's encouraging for us. Let's talk about Javi Baez, man. Let's talk about him. I could talk about this dude all day. I can too. I read a I read a stat the other day. Yeah, dude. You know his average in high school? Do you know what his average was? No, no. What was it? Seven eighty-one. <laughs> no, bro. He hit seven eighty-one in how? South Florida. How, bro? Who was he playing against? Seven eighty-one and and against blue chips against top dogs in Florida in the Florida high school system, which is legit baseball all the time. South Florida high school baseball, some of the best in America, top five. Yes, yeah, A Rod's A Rod Jeter land, isn't it? It's. Jeter's from Michigan, but A-Rod, yeah, okay. A-Rod is A-Rod a Miami from guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, yeah, Javi's just an absolute freak. He's an animal, dude. Seven home runs, 26 RBIs, which leads the NL. And he's he, also third in slugging at 656. I think that leads the NL. Doesn't care <laughs> what you think. We never got a chance to talk about that Clint Hurdle shit. I don't have much to say. Yeah, there's nothing. No, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, it, why is this even getting any play? I got one take on it. If you want it, I got it. But I really don't give a shit about yeah. Clint Hurdle. Right. I mean, so the only thing is they were struggling at that time, the Pirates, because they're frauds. And they're proving to, <laughs> they're proving to be frauds right now because they've sucked the last, you know, three and a half weeks or yeah. two and a half weeks or so. Um, they've given up the lead. They were first in the division, and now they're, I think, third or fourth. Yeah. So that is another story. 
Um, Clint Hurdle was saying that simply to charge his guys up. He was trying to get at our best players, the players who were on his team's ass the entire series, which is Contreras and Javi Baez, who play the game with a lot of passion, uh, flair, and just you know energy. Um, he was using that as a means to get his guys charged up. You know, he doesn't want to take that from these young kids on the young great team in the league. Like, so he's going to call them out publicly, let his team know that he's not going to uh, go for that and that he needs his boys to step up to that level. He's basically saying he wants his players to raise their game and play with that type of intensity, that type of energy. That's that, that's what I infer from it. Hey, that's a, As hey, a coach, we can leave that's it like, something I would yeah, do. And you are a coach. That's true. Shout out top tier. Yes. Big campaign on the way. That's very nice of you to put it that way. I, I'm going to put it like that. That's very nice of you to put it that way. Yes, I try to give Clint the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't take it that way at all. We're not even going to get into it. But this boy, Javi Baez, is balling. He's doing his thing. What did we say before the season? If this boy can be at 280, 285, he is going to be a problem. Yeah. And I will say this, bro. I think, obviously, he's 25. He's getting older. He's just getting more at bats. He's do he's he's a baseball player through and through, period. Don't let this guy get some confidence. Like he he already had enough confidence batting seven and eight and nine. Yeah. If this dude gets warm and he's batting two, yeah. It's you know, it's an MVP it's discussion. It's an MVP discussion. He's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Like you thought, like Clint Hurdle, you thought he had pizzazz and energy before. Don't let this boy lead the league in RBIs and shit like that. Yeah. You Yeah, it's a you, problem. It's a problem. Yeah, you dude. thought his chain was too big. Then let this dude come out hit 35 home runs and 130 ribbies. I, his cleats might be solid gold when he comes out. He he might Straight like that. He might not bleed. You know, he might be a an extraterrestrial. Honestly, in that in that regard, so he he batted two last night. I don't know where he is today. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna he's talk- out of the lineup today. Him and Al, him and Albert both getting a day off. Okay, cool. Um, because we're gonna talk about Tony Rizzo's in the leadoff spot tonight. Yes, we're gonna talk about Rizzo here in a second. I'm gonna close it with some rapid fire. Yeah, I love that. And this is this is perfect because I don't want to spend this because we could talk about Javi Baez for the next 45 minutes. Yeah. We could. I mean, just and, and let me go back on that shit real quick. Actually. Please do, because Madden more. talks about he's just he's pure joy in the locker room. He just plays ball like everyone needs to like this dude. It's infectious. It's infectious. Yeah, he out there. He's fearless. Madden said that you could see that in his game. Yeah. the way he runs the bases. I mean, we could talk about. I could talk about this dude. All day long. Special. Special, special, special talent. Nothing nothing negative coming out. He's got a starting a family. Yep. He's on his shit. He's got some bad tattoos. That's the only thing I can say bad about my man. But he's also got one amazing tattoo. He's got some bad ones though. That MLB joint had me weak. First that, time that's I, the best one. Bro, the, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the first time I saw that, I was like, Do you who the fuck is this dude? Nah, you got the story behind that? He got it when he was 16. He got that in high school. He got that before he got to the yeah, league. Yeah, I can see that. That's like his M.O. That's what, that, that's 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 him. It's He's like, confidence. I know that's I'm, I'm going I, to the league at 15, 16. And, throw it on my neck. And that's, yeah, and that's what I'm saying, bro. If if don't let this boy start hitting 310, oh, my God, he's going to be a, a, a real deal problem. You thought he was a problem now. Yeah. Man, if he could get his if he can get his head in that direction, that shit is gonna be lights out. He's gonna be uh oh my god. High level, high yes, level. Elite. One thing one thing to look to watch out for with Javi is that his his on base percentage and his batting average need to have about a, a seventy to hundred point differential. If they're too close, you know he he's not getting his walks. He needs to take his walks. He needs to not just try to always get a hit. I mean, I love I love the idea. I love the approach. His approach is great. He's going gap to gap, and if somebody comes in, he'll hit it 430 feet. But he needs to take his walks, period. So just for y'all baseball heads out there, make sure that you look for that def- that differential, that batting average, and that on-base percentage differential. 
Boom. That's all. Let's close it out with some rapid fire. I'm gonna I'm shoot. It might be a it might be a last name. It might be a little sentence. And I want your quick thoughts. Yep. Tony Rizzo right now. Uh, dealing with a lot of stuff, probably mentally. I know that Stone that Stone Mason shooting. Is that was that the name of the school? Uh, I'm, Mason. I, Mason. I don't know. Stone something though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I know he's dealing with a lot of that mentally. I'm sure he's still uh, kind of not there mentally. He'll be okay. Albert Almora Jr. Center field or leadoff, if you had to pick one? Um, That's tough. Center field. But that's a, that's a, that's, I hate that question, Sean. Because he's going to, he, because he has to play defense when he plays? I mean, I'd rather have his defense, but he's always been regarded as a, a legit hitter. Like he was Chris Bryant before Chris Bryant, honestly. Him in the leadoff has been stellar. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. I'm talking about I, I can only hit lefties. Fuck that. Go hit the ball hard, young man. All right, and this is this is this is how we're gonna close it. Something we should be talking about that we're not currently for the Cubs. Um, I'd say both Jason Hayward's overall approach has been better. He hasn't hit. He hasn't gotten a ton of hits, but the the velocity is on it. He's putting together really good at bats. Um, that's something we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's he um, never he's never going to get the credit he deserves there until they it actually starts producing. He's one of those dudes that he's making too much money, and cats don't want to hear about approach. The but public, I feel you. I public. agree with you. Yeah, the public. And John Lester um, needs to be appreciated because a lot of y'all hate on Johnny Boy Lester, and he just goes out there and grinds out wins. My man, Little, Little was over here talking about Lester doesn't have he, nothing else in the he tank. He grinds out five innings. No, he's been on his shit. <laughs> he's been on his shit. So stingy the last three weeks. So stingy. He's like five and one. Stingy. Yeah, that's true. I, I do disrespect Appreciate Lester. the starting arms, especially the old ones. And, I mean, I can go into so many different low-key terms, or, I mean, low-key things that are happening with our team, from the leadoff's position to being solidified to our, our depth. We got guys, we can go 10, 12 deep, honestly. You got guys like Ian Happ who couldn't hit a ball at all the last, you know, first couple, three, four weeks of the season, average up to 248. It was that leadoff slow pressure, Slow and bro. steady. He's back, coming back slow yep. and steady. Yep. Right? Joe's putting him in there whenever he needs to. Tommy Listella, arguably the best best pinch hitter in baseball on our team. We just have a lot going for us, a lot of good things. You Darvish has not found a rhythm. He'll be fine come June, July when shit matters. Come August, September when shit matters. He'll be there. So just be excited. Period. Nick the Quick T, what's good? Quick T, you ain't been around in a minute, I'm man. I'm back. I got hot takes. You know what I'm saying? I'm back. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Back you, from the abyss. Where man. you been at? Down. Just been working, man. You know, busy April, man. April's busy for me. It's my girl's birthday. It's my daughter's birthday. A lot of work shit going on, but uh, I'm back in the saddle, man. How you been? I've been good, bro. You know, same old for me. I've been traveling a little bit. T, what's up with you, baby? Not much, man. Enjoying, uh, you know, the best two months in sports, NBA playoffs, man. It's it's the first round, and it's, like, better than a lot of sports uh, championships. But we, we'll get into that later, man. That, that shit really is two months long, too. Don't, two yeah. don't worry, of, everybody. Two months we, of action. We, we still man. got a few more left. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you missed a couple games, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it is a they lot got of ball. You covered. It is. This is a dope period. Baseball kicking off, NBA playoffs holding it down. I've even been. I'm not gonna flex. I've been watching a little bit of the NHL shit just because. Oh yeah. This Las Vegas story is interesting to me. That is crazy. Expansion, Expansion team. squads don't do what they're doing, so I've been trying to see like what type of cats they got running around out there. So that's been fun. But uh, quick. I know we were talking about the morning shows. Because low-key, I've been watching that Nick Wright and Chris Carter. Um, I think it's First Things First. Is that, is that the on, on FS1? FS1? Yeah, that shit's all right. I find it's, it hard to turn on that channel. I don't know why, but I just I, I just don't go to it. Like It's not part of my, my mental to ever go there. It's on early, though. So I've been getting up pretty early, and I want to hear takes on what happened the night before. Yeah. And for how volatile an OD Nick Wright could be, he has some good takes on – he knows his hoops. He He's confident. He believes in what he's saying. So I kind of rock with him a little bit. I'm not going to flex. 
Man, I can't fuck with dude at all. No, I I hate Nick Wright. Why? I just, his takes are like, the way he speaks, his arrogance almost, you know, like, doesn't make sense sometimes. Like, what he's, he makes some logical points sometimes. But a lot of times he leaves he leaves details out that are significant and yeah he, he I mean does, everybody does but he leaves details out that he emphasizes details and then leaves details out that yeah, makes him and that makes his point sound he's one of those guys right. who and you know but, it's not a knock to LeBron but a lot of guys like need to pick a player decide if they hate or love him and ride that to their success and like he became the you know I love LeBron dude and you know kind of that kind of like catapulted his career. I think that's kind of all those people's job, though. I mean, they pretty much – they're never going to say anything that's going to make their take sound any worse because it's just all about hot takes. So I, I watch all – I watch the, I don't watch them that often. But when I watch those shows, I definitely watch it with, like, a grain of salt. Like, today I think we had on uh, – I was in the restaurant. And what's the show with Will Kane? Which one is that? That's uh, First Take. First Take, yeah. yeah. And it's just so funny how, like, to me it's so scripted because – you clearly pick one person who's going to take the polar opposite yeah, of whatever's popular. Yeah. And like, Skip Bayless was like the best at that, right? That's why they had him. That's why Fox is paying him all that money because he could take the most illogical point, like LeBron James is a good basketball player, and he'd be like, no, he's an awful basketball player, and he'll sit there and argue for 45 minutes. But to me, it's just almost comical to like listen to what they talk about. Like Today, like I want to say it was Kellerman who was saying Tom Brady will never have another good season again. Dude, he's been on – Brady's neck for, for like years, years, years. Uh, yeah. and they were like, "You said that last year." He's like, "I know, but this is the year. He's just going to be a regular guy this year." And it's like, "Do you really believe that?" You know yeah. what I mean? Or is it just like you got to play that part? But they're, they're entertaining. But I think we got on this because I was watching Get Up this morning, and yeah. I asked you about that. How you how you felt about it? Listen, I'm not a huge Beatle fan. Me neither. I don't know why everybody loves her so much. She's whatever to me. I like Jalen Rose. Love Jalen Rose. Shout um, out Jalen Rose. His fits have been trash. Yeah, usually. Yeah, so I don't know about all that. I read they're um, paying him four million. Jalen? Yeah. Wow. They're paying yeah, Greenberg gotcha. seven, Beetle five, and Jalen like three or four. That's crazy. I didn't think it was that much, but Jalen's a shit. I like Jalen's takes. Yeah. Um he's insightful. He doesn't just do the I was in the NBA, so I know what I'm talking about thing that that Paul you know, Pierce does? Sometimes Paul Pierce or Stack or you know, <laughs> He's terrible. Yeah, exactly. Paul Pierce is awful. Yeah. Man. He'll break shit down like Chauncey. I really like Chauncey too. Yeah. Yeah, Chauncey's um, solid. Yeah, I mean it's just interesting. The show itself is interesting because you have Beetle and Greenberg, but they can, I don't feel like they can really co-host because Beetle needs to run the show that she's on. And I feel like Greenberg, he's not like a dominant personality, but if you have Mike Greenberg, he should probably be the lead on your show. Greenberg so is it's kind of like a back and forth. He is blah. He's blah. For sure. He's blah. He's, he's a perfect ESPN forever. guy, man. Yeah, though. He's, he's like a like perfect company safe. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's company guy. Right. But I think the whole point of their show is they almost make fun of like the I other hot take shows. Million. But hey, for seven million. <laughs> Just shout out Jalen getting to three or four is, yeah. is, is is the real is the real thing. But yeah, Yo, it's just it's interesting, man. And I will say this: he makes a lot of good points. Who's my other my other brother on there? Um, no, they they rotate. The they safety had, uh, from the Steelers. They had Ryan Clark. Ryan I love Clark. Ryan Clark. Yo, Always making good points. You know what I'm saying? Keeps he, it real. He started kind of making like appearances. Yeah, he'd be on every once in a while. He's, yeah, he's kind of slivered his way onto. He's on television every day somewhere. Yeah, if yeah. it's NFL Live, if it's a radio show. Shout out Ryan Clark. Hey, yeah, shout out Ryan that, Clark. That plan money only lasts so long. Yeah, shout out Ryan Clark. Yeah. He, uh, he's doing his thing, too. He saw Jalen's check. He's like, yeah, let me get on that. Yeah, no doubt. This and by is- the way, it still fucked the score. Yeah, no, no, I have no 670 over here. Ever. I haven't played it since. Like, no no lie, I will not put on the score on my dial. Free, free Jason Goff. <laughs> he was. He was. On, who was he on today? He was on somebody. Goff was on today. somewhere today. He does Fox like TV stuff. Or no, actually, maybe Sarah Spain. I forgot who he was talking to today, but I saw something. Word. That's a perfect segue. The Ryan Clark bit into this NFL draft. Yeah. Career's not going to last that long. There's all these fresh bodies coming in every year. Young, hungry, quick. I'm going to start it off with you. When you're going into a draft, what do you want to get out of the draft? I mean, outside of the obvious of getting good players that will be around for a long time, like what's your mindset going into the draft? Do you want the best players? Do you want to fill needs? So, yeah, I'm a best player available guy. 
Yeah. Um, 100% because it is football and careers are short. And even if you have somebody at that position, you might only have them for another year or two. So for me, I'm a best player available guy. Like if you have a quarterback, okay, you don't need to spend a high draft pick on a quarterback. But if you have a great player who slips to you and you might already have that position filled, I still think you take that great player. Right? I think when you start drafting for need is when you start reaching. It's like, oh, we need a pass rusher. So there might be this really great linebacker on the board, but there's a pass rusher that we really want. So we got to go grab this guy, even though he's not the 13th best player or whoever we're picking. And I think that's what gets GMs caught up. You just got to take the best guy available, man. If that guy's the top guy on your board and he comes to you, again, outside of quarterback, um, you just got to take the best guy available. That's why I had an issue with the Trubisky trade last year, if you remember, because it's like we had so many needs. And when you reach, you do things like trade away all of your draft picks. You know, and there's there's what twenty two positions that need to be filled on the football team. So, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely a hundred percent draft the best players available, and that's what the Bears did this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like how you mentioned the QB thing because that's important. Like that that's the one, um, you know, caveat to that where you got to say minus the quarterbacks because you can't be reaching those for, for those quarterbacks, um, even if it's somebody you think might be, you know. Uh, you know a viable player if you have that position filled so um, again I didn't like the Mitch thing we did last year obviously it worked out I like Mitch now you guys like Mitch I like Mitch I I think he's I mean we'll see we we set the table for him that's all you can do we did man we have a fun team we are setting the table crazy right now you want to know something man I actually walk back the quarterback thing I think if you have if you do have a quarterback and you have the chance to draft another quarterback Look at the Garoppolo situation, right? Look at the situation of Sam Bradford. These guys who, when teams need quarterbacks, they get very, very desperate. So maybe not a high first, but if a guy falls to you and you feel like, you know, hey, this guy's going to be pretty good even though we got a guy, you can always trade him later for more picks. So I would almost say do that. I mean, you take the best player available, man. You take the highest value. You take the person who's going to get you the most value in that type of situation. So I even take back the quarterback thing, especially in the later rounds. You know, you get to second, third, fourth round. If a high oh, yeah, no, I was just ta- I was just talking early but round. Definitely even in the first round, round, man, I would consider it. Like if Lamar Jackson was sitting there for me, I might be like, man. Wait, so are you saying that if, hypothetically speaking, if Sam Darnold dropped to eight, you eight's take, too high. Huh? Eight's too high. I mean, if you're sitting in the 20s, the late 20s or something like that, and okay. Sam Darnold falls to 28, yeah, you might look at him and consider his value in a year down the line if you trade him. Look at what Sam Bradford got traded for. What did they trade him for to Minnesota? It was a first. It was a couple picks. I yeah. Know it like a, it might, might have been like a couple firsts. Yeah. Or something like that. That's yeah. Sam Bradford. So, yeah, I think you might look at that, especially a quarterback on a rookie contract. Any team's going to absorb that. You're talking about $6 million a year for a potential starting quarterback? Well, this is the thing. But what if this guy gets in camp and starts making noise, and now, now your whole locker room is jammed up? That's a good problem. Competition is great. I'm all nah. about competition too. Ask, He's not. He'd have to be amazing. So he'd have to be amazing to unseat. Yeah, and they got some. They they waited. Their problem is they waited too long to trade Garoppolo. Had they made that deal earlier, they could have got some ones for him. What I'm saying is, you couldn't bring another quarterback in there and have Trubisky in there as well. Like, you could just never do that. It wouldn't work. I don't think the Trubisky situation, but a situation with the – I'm just telling you, man, for for value. Like an Aaron Rodgers. Like, if, if you couldn't pick somebody. Even, even not you even an Aaron. Nobody, you couldn't bring anybody in Green Bay and be like, oh, we're just going to stockpile him for some picks next year. It has, wouldn't work. It has to be – like, everything has to align. Like, we were talking about it – or he mentioned it before uh, we got on. Like, the Ravens uh, getting Lamar Jackson. That's ideal for everybody because – but, well, maybe not. Well, actually, well, no, they don't want any part of Joe Flacco. Exactly. So you have yeah. you have him learning under Joe Flacco, who, regardless of how good he is now, you know he's a winner. He knows the game. You have RG three. Is he? Whatever. He, he won. won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, I hear you coming. He from. knows the NFL. Like so, that's a perfect situation for yeah. for the Ravens for Lamar Jackson. So you do have those types of situations. Um, and someone might trade for Joe Flacco from them. Let's say Lamar has a great camp. The only problem with Joe Flacco is that contract, so no one's probably trading for that. But I just think I believe in value in the NFL, man. I just think that if you have the opportunity to add value, you got to do it. And if that type of situation presents itself where you can add a player who has an extremely high value at a pick that you not necessarily would have got him at before, you should do it. Let's get into these picks. At the, I'm only going to do the top three picks yep. that the Bears made. Roquan Smith, James Daniels, 
Anthony Miller. I think we hit it out of the the ballpark. I, yeah. I don't want to use that 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 saying, but that's what we did, bro. I think Ryan Pace is out here, knows he's on the seat, knows he has to put pieces around Trubisky that can make plays and do his thing. Who's our wide receiving core going into the year? It's Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, and now Anthony Miller and possibly a, a healthy Kevin White. Yeah. I mean. Kevin White's for sure up there. You know, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's putting pieces around him. Give me your thoughts on Roquan Smith. I think he is going to be a problem for 10 to 13 years. So, yeah. I think, I think uh, he's a legit animal. I think it's him and Chubb are probably the best two – and and Saquon, yeah, Saquon are the best three players in the draft. I think there's a lot of question marks, a lot of around a lot of the quarterbacks. I think Rosen's the best quarterback right now. Yeah, I think, I think the Saquon Chubb and um, Rokon Smith are three dudes that are going to be can, can make an impact immediately and are going to be a problem. Yeah, so I don't think you necessarily give uh, Pace credit for the Roquan Smith pick just because he was by far the best player available and he fell to the Bears. Yeah. I mean, you give him credit for taking him and not doing something stupid and trying to go <laughs> too far outside the box. I'll say this about Roquan Smith, man. I mean, I think it's sometimes hard to evaluate defensive players if you don't really know what you're looking for. Um, and I think the average fan, like when I watch a game, I can't necessarily tell that guy's going to be sick in the NFL, right? When I watched that dude play football last year – a hundred percent, he stuck out in the Oklahoma game. He stuck out, right? Like you saw him, he was flying to the ball. He was blowing up plays in the backfield. He blew up a screen pass that was ridiculous, right? I remember just watching, like, yo, that dude is gonna play in the NFL a hundred percent. So I, I love that pick, man. I could not be any happier about getting Roquan Smith. To me, he's the second or third best player in the draft, without a doubt. Um, and I love that they got that. Uh, the center, Daniels, he's supposed to be really good. I guess he had a high rank, might have had some injury problems, but uh, was a high rank pick. Love him. And then that dude, uh, Anthony Miller, um, I, I think I shared that Tribune, Players' Tribune piece with you guys. Love it. Love his confidence. Love that he's been underrated his whole life. Dude plays with a chip on his shoulder. You can tell he's going to bring it every single day. Um, I love the attitude, man. You got to have guys like that. So he definitely nailed it with the second and third picks. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Roquan thing for me is that yeah, he's just a football player, dude. Yeah. He's running around. He wants to hit people. He's going to be an animal. And on uh, on the interview with Cap and Co. today, or this was yesterday, I believe, um, Cap and Co. interviewed Ryan Pace. He was talking about Roquan. And there's certain players on the field, on, your, on the football field and on the football team that need to be leaders. This is your quarterback, your center, probably your linebackers middle Mike or whoever's calling plays there needs to be a vocal linebacker on the defense that's calling that's calling stuff out like a wide receiver he doesn't have to be a leader no he doesn't have to say shit a corner doesn't have to be a leader a running back doesn't have to be a leader um I mean you've seen in previous years in teams a safety be a leader in Ed Reed a Brian Dawkins that type of thing but (laughs) it doesn't have to necessarily come from those guys i think on your defense your linebacker and your linebacking core they have to have that mentality of being a leader being vocal talking and then that goes for the other side of the ball as like your quarterback your yep. your uh your center position so on top of him being a freak athlete running around being smart like stuff you're talking about with the the screen blowing up and just knowing what's going Intangibles. on and ta- he he has all the tools as an athlete and he's a leader it's a home run dog yep i love it i love it so yeah man i think the only knock on him is his size but i mean that's not even it's not gonna be a problem man yeah i I don't i don't think that's gonna be a problem at all because again that dude that dude stands size for position players on defense that like to hit people i don't really care no exactly like the honey badger when he was coming out like, do you remember watching him at LSU? The honey Badger was was a beast. You were like, this dude is a monster. Yeah, he's a beast. He was little. He was everywhere. Though. Yeah. He was a football player. He was a football yeah. guy. Like, he knew what he was doing. Tyron Matthew knew where the ball was going. He was all over the place. Like, I don't really care about size when it comes to that. So, uh, And Roquan looks like a game changer. Like, I've been on a YouTube binge at work just, uh, you know, trying to catch tape of these guys. And uh, he just seems like a baller. Like, he's a he's a hawk. No doubt. And Pace, and I listened to that podcast today. Uh, Pace was talking about his versatility and how the Bears could use him, you know, 
um, in different ways. So, no, I'm pumped to see him. Uh, I got more into his tape than I was into, like, Miller's, for example. I was just, right. you know, <laughs> watching his tape. Uh, and this is the SEC we're talking about. when you're about. a dog in college, like, um, defensively, it's just, like, it shows so much. That yep. shit translates. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's yeah, got like, that tenacity. Like, yeah, he was all over. Watch the Oklahoma game. If you're not a believer in Roquan Smith and you're not 100% sure, just watch that Oklahoma game. By far, he, he stood out, like, 100%. Um, and then real quick on Anthony Miller, that quote that I sent out the other day, which I love. He said, I'm not a prima donna. I'm a real dog. <laughs> I, I love he it. said that? Yeah, bro. That's what oh, he said in the interview. He goes, he goes, he goes he's, like, he's like, I'm not like your average wide receiver, like flashy and all that. He goes, I'm not a prima donna. I'm a real dog. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can, that dude is coming to work. I can tell every he's, day. He's not on this Hollywood shit. No, he, dude. He tweeted, uh, LeBron is soft. Don't at me. Last week. So I know he's like... <laughs> He's, this is last those. week live during the game. Dude, right. he was, was a like, walk-on <laughs> at Memphis, right? Got no looks from any schools, I guess. Went to Memphis as the all-time leading receiver there. Led the nation in yards last year. Like, the dude was ridiculously productive. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I love those type of guys. Because you know, at the very least, if he doesn't make it, it's not going to be because he didn't try hard enough. He just didn't have it, right? right? If he doesn't make it, it's not going to be because he didn't try hard enough. Like, that dude is ready to prove himself. And we could throw something different now at teams. You know, if say Kevin White's healthy. I know I keep saying that, like, as if that's... Yo, I'm on that <laughs> I'm on that team, too, bro. Quick quick hammers me who, on that. Who, Kevin White? I yeah, think, I'm yeah, on okay. that. If he's healthy, he's good. Hey. And those videos I saw, he looks all right. I know he's just running routes in practice. But say he's clean. We got Allen yeah. Robinson, big dude. Then you got, um, you Taylor know, Miller. Gabriel's in the slot. I got, right. I got a beach house in Idaho. You want to buy it? <laughs> Listen, he he could come back and be a problem, though. He could, or he could get hurt. I, I'm I'm yeah. not. Yo, look, man. How often the guys who are always hurt stop getting hurt? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at the expense of who? Miller, Gabriel, any of those guys? I'd rather see those guys play. I'm not. It's just move on. We could go four deep. Yeah, you can. I mean that. And he should be number four. That's fine. We yeah. Could go, I mean, we could. You. We, we can't go out there with three wide receivers. Yeah, anyway. that's fine, man. That's fine. But so, I'm not I'm not I I'll believe it when I see it. When he played, he wasn't that good. That's I, the other thing. People forget. Yeah, the snaps that he had when he's been healthy are not good. I so just it's don't want to like see like flashes. A, we you just know that he was a first round pick. Yeah, that's a good point. That's it. That's that, that's that his that's facts. he's living off the fact of being a top ten draft pick. That's facts. Let's I move mean, on. I want to close. <laughs> I just want to say I don't want to see a stale a stale offense from us. We got KC's offensive coordinator. No, you know, we're not. We're so not I don't want to see yeah. you know an Alex Smith uh, offense here. I want to see you we're know gonna, we have the big guns. We have an arm. Let's see something. Yeah, they won some games with that Alex Smith. I offense. mean, it, right? <laughs> Alex Smith threw like thirty touchdowns. I'll I want to see. I was going to say. I was just going to say. I want to see an efficient offense yeah. that moves the rock. Yeah. If it's if that means they're going downfield all day long, cool. If that means we're running the ball and that's we're running working, the ball and go then with it. they're doing a lot of swing passes and screens and shit, that's cool too. As long as they're moving the ball and and moving it upfield. Just to close out on Roquan, I mean, this is the SEC we're talking about. Yep. This is not. This is not the Mac or wherever else. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a big thing. Like, even what? We picked up Eddie Jackson in, what, the fourth round last yeah, year? Yeah, He played 16 games. Yeah. He was a ball player. Alabama so, safety. Alabama safety. So Roquan is going to be there. This is, he's going to be the man. This is the SEC. James Daniels. I want to talk about James because another guy touted of being one of the best centers in the country yep. out of Iowa. Um, how do you feel about – they're 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 drafting a top flight center, and then they're all, already going to move him to guard. Now they might move Whitehair to guard, though, is what I heard. They're they're saying that they're going to move James from Ryan Pace's interview yesterday. He's going to move James Daniel to guard right away, and his kind of explanation for it was he wants to draft and have versatile interior linemen on the roster. Cool, I get it, but why take a man out of his position that he's that that, that he's touted as being one of the best in the country? I mean, you give you give him a shot at guard, right? I mean, if he's if he's that bad at guard, you still have the option to move Whitehair over. Who, when Whitehair has proved that he can play different positions in the NFL, I don't think it's a bad strategy for that very reason. First off, like I said, you create competition, 
right? Because if Whitehair is struggling, hey, we got this guy over here who can definitely play center. So you create competition, and the versatility is good when it comes down to injuries. You can move people around. You know what I mean? You're not necessarily going – when you have that kind of versatility, you're not always going to backups Fair at enough. certain positions, right? You move over your guard to center, and then you can bring in your backup guard who might be better than your backup center. No, that's fair enough. And I think that's a good point. I mean, you always want to have dudes that can play multiple positions. And I think I, you know, I didn't play guard or center in the NFL, but that happens all over the league. Yeah. There's big-time guys that are moving from center to guard. Right. I, we're not asking him to go to center to tackle. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole different That's a whole game. different ballgame. Right. I think the center and guard position can, can do a little moving around and be good. Remember, that was the positive on Kyle Long um, when, he could, when, he, when he plays. <laughs> that he can that he can move around, you know what I mean. He can play multiple. He can play tackle. He can play guard, which is very rare. Yeah. Um. So and that allows you to slot over, you know, in different places. So I, I like that. I don't mind that at all, actually. Yeah. What did Anthony Miller say again? I'm not a prima donna. I'm a real dog. <laughs> and he opened up his. Uh, I love it. He opened up his player tribute players uh, tribune letter by saying, "Hi, my name is Anthony Miller, and I'm the best wide receiver in the draft." <laughs> I love it. And then just goes on to list all the like. You got to read that players tribune from him. It's it's amazing. Well, he I, I got to read that. It's, yeah. Ama- yeah, it's amazing. I got to check that. Yeah. He was another guy that was before he got hurt this season. He was universally thought of as a top three wide receiver. Yeah. So. I think Pace hit it out of the block. I'm excited, man. I haven't been this excited about the Bears in I, oh, I don't know how long. Bro. Yeah. A long time. It's going to be since, fun, Since man. the Cutler trade, because that was all downhill. That was euphoria to downhill slowly. I think with Roquan Smith being a known commodity, you know what I mean? Usually the Bears go and draft these guys we've never heard of, right? Like, no one had ever heard of Kevin White. No one had ever heard of Leonard Floyd. You know, like, who, who are these guys? Like, Roquan Smith is a household name. Yeah, Leonard Floyd was known, but he yeah. He was I know known, but he was a project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, are we going to touch on, we gonna touch on the, the snub? The who? The snub of the draft. Yeah, let's go. What, yeah, what they did to my boy? Yeah, no, I, I could, we could go on this for a second, because I, 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 I kind of almost want to do a, my, an own episode on this. But, yeah, let's talk about Lamar Jackson, yeah. Did 31 NFL GMs watch college football the last two years? <laughs> well, look, this is the thing, bro. This is the fact that Mayfield can go one yeah. and he can go 32 yeah. is mind-boggling to right. me. I don't understand because I don't see what Mayfield can do that's better than Lamar Jackson in any way, shape, or form. Now, Mayfield has serious deficiencies Mayfield can move in the pocket a little bit better. Not as, yeah. Like, um, and when yeah. I say move, I mean find different slots. Sure. Find different lanes to throw the ball into. Yeah. Um, but that's about it for me. That's it. I don't really see anything that's else. It. Yeah, I, I, I don't, under, I don't understand. Shout everyone, out to Baker Mayfield's agent for getting him to number one. But yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone wants to tell me that Baker Mayfield's wild, accurate. He completed that. He completed. I think. I think he was at like seventy-one percent on the year. Sure. He's throwing a lot of short balls. Yep. He's doing. There's. I, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm. I think. I. I think I'm gonna have to break this all the way down, and present this because Lamar Jackson's throwing the ball down the field. Down the field. A ton. A lot. A right. lot. Bro. Dude, the crazy thing about Lamar Jackson is he had this ridiculous year as a sophomore, right? Which was primed for a letdown as a junior, and came back and pretty much did the same exact thing, right? Yeah, numbers were very similar. The they num- weren't winning as many games, but they yeah. didn't. That, that was the only difference. They didn't win as many ball games. Is that on him? I don't know. It's Louisville. How good is their program, really? Right. Right. He he. It was back. It wasn't a fluke. So this is now over two years that he did this, right? Like you remember even Manziel, like the first the, the Heisman year, he was ridiculous. And the year he came back, he cooled down a bit, right? Nothing for Lamar Jackson, man. We're talking about two straight years of dominating. Dominating, man. Like, it, it, it's crazy to me. Yeah, there was a really good article. Um, Mina Kimes, is that her name? Yeah, she's yeah, Mina, a writer. Yeah, yeah, Mina Kimes wrote an article, basically flipped it on its head and was like, forget about our team's ready. Like, uh, who's ready for Lamar Jackson? Like, it was like is the NF like the NFL's not ready for him. No. Like they're not ready to like mold and change like this dude could be a league changer. A hundred percent. It's just surprising though when you see guys like like when you see Deshaun uh Watson and you're like, yo, he could play. You know what I mean? It's surprising that 
um, you know, guys with similar games will get passed up. It's like, almost who, like these. Who, it's like they get over. It's like they get analyzed to the point where like your eyes are lying to you. Yeah. Like, are you watching the film? Yeah. Like, yeah, who watched the Sean Watson was like, oh, yeah, this dude can't play. Yeah, like, what are we really analyzing yeah. here? This what are you dude, looking at? He won games. This dude wins And was games. the reason that they won games. They won a national championship. He balled out for three years three straight. Three years straight. Yeah. And it's like, then we want to get in here and analyze, and he, he, nah, well, he can't do this, he can't do that. Like, I don't know, man. I've seen him with my own eyes do this shit for three years right. in a row against the best competition in the country. Right. And then you got a guy like Josh Allen. Oh, my God. Who is... Honestly, bro, he's terrible. Trash. Like, his numbers aren't even. That's like. The thing for me about taking guys from smaller schools and smaller divisions, a la Carson Wentz, he was bodying those. Dominating, dudes. yeah. Like, 40 they, touchdowns he was in college a, like, type like they had no yeah. answer for him. Like, yeah. He was bigger, he was smarter, he knew where to go with the ball. They couldn't do shit with him. It was like Flacco at Delaware. Right. Yeah, like those dudes That's had to stand out. That's the difference out. that you like want to see from guys coming from smaller schools. I mean, smaller, uh, smaller schools. At any position. At any position. Like Tariq Cohen, perfect like example. Tariq like Cohen. Runs for like 2,000 yards last year. Like, okay, he was better than Like, no one can touch these dudes. Yeah. Like, Josh Allen is struggling at Wyoming. Yeah. What makes you think that he's going to do anything in the league – it's a potential pick, I guess. I guess because he looks good on paper, but I mean, you know, as far as his like his measurables and everything. But like you said, he wasn't dominating in his own league, right? Were teams that were facing Wyoming were they worried about Josh Allen coming in there and blowing them out? No. How do you complete fifty six percent of your passes against whoever the fuck Wyoming plays and expect that to translate into a higher completion percentage in the NFL? They said one of the knocks on him is he has trouble reading, making pre snap reads. Now <laughs> well, check this out. Trouble making pre-snap reads against Wyoming's competition. Then you're going to the NFL where they get paid to do this, and the coaches get paid a lot of money to confuse you pre-snap. How is that? How is that supposed to work? But Lamar Jackson is last pick in the first round. That doesn't make any sense. Has trouble making pre-snap reads and is inaccurate. That sounds yeah. What do we I don't care what the rest of the report says. Yeah, that's the job description <laughs> yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah. Be oh. able to make reads and be accurate. You don't even have to have a big arm. You don't even have to have Drew a big Brees arm. doesn't have a big arm. Peyton Manning accurate. Peyton Manning, the back half of his arm was couldn't throw it. Couldn't. Was, was actually <laughs> one of the one of the weakest arms in the league. hundred percent. Like he was letting curl routes go like almost at the snap. Tom Brady barely throws it deep anymore. Tom Brady, he Tom can. Brady got a little can. He can, there. but I'm just saying, if you look at his game now, it's just you're smart. You're like, I'm, I, I don't get that. Yeah, no, How, yeah. He can't make a pre-snap read against whoever Wyoming's playing. Well, that's the only. How's thing. he gonna do that against Seattle? That's the only thing. <laughs> uh, sitting in front of your boy Lamar Jackson now is a big ass arm and Flacco, which I think he could probably hurdle and you know take that I, spot. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. Lamar Jackson comes out of camp the starter in Baltimore. No, nah, I don't think out of camp, Joe, man. Joe Flacco was a special brand of awful last year. <laughs> yeah, he, was. he was like the worst, statistically the worst quarterback in the NFL. What if RG3 steals it, though? Come on. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. I think it depends on how Lamar takes to the O. But, yeah, he definitely could be. If he get, cause He's some, the most talented quarterback yeah, on the roster. And, if, and like you said, the locker room is going to start looking at the coach and be like, hey, John, um, we, can't, we can't see another week of Joe. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Not going to be able to Not do it. Not going to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, eventually, yeah, and he's going to be the most talented person in there. He's going to be electrifying. It's going to be – It's gonna. Be, that was an awesome draft. There was a lot of pieces. Yeah. I think Rosen is interesting. I love the attitude from him. I don't see why everyone hates it. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, you know how the NFL – the NFL wants everybody to be rank and file, man. It's just you can't think about anything but football. Yeah, he's, that he's is actually. Small. Yeah, that it's not like the NBA where you're allowed individualism and freedom. The NFL is very like brainwash. Yeah, just a number siloed for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. So it was an interesting draft. It's going to be an interesting year. How many wins before we wrap this segment up? How many wins you guys get in the Bears? I, I think Vegas is six and a half, five and I a half. I saw five and five and a half. And a half. I, man, I think they can win nine. I don't know. I think it could be eight, six, six. Yeah. Did you see the schedule? Mm, I, I think they went over the schedule. Let me see here. I got. Let me. Let me. What other? This, what divisions are we playing up. against this year? We're, dude, the last place. 
divisions. Hold on. I'm gonna, let me pull up this schedule real quick. Because we start at Green Bay. Green Bay is not going to be that tough, bro. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers will be back, so that's always a problem. Yeah, but they're not – how about this? There's years where it's like they're going to win 12 games. That's not one of those years. It's not one of if those Rogers years. If Rodgers is healthy. I don't – dude, the truth about Green Bay and the truth always about Green Bay is Ben, they're not very good. They just have Aaron Rodgers. You saw what happened. Mark McCarthy's <laughs> yeah. not a good coach. They're not a good roster. They just have Aaron Rodgers. Okay, listen to this first four games. At Green Bay, at home against Seattle, at Arizona, home against Tampa. Seattle's going to be shit. We, we, Seattle's going to be shit, and we play them at home. And they don't travel well. At night. At Arizona, they're going to be shit. That's a loss, though. That's a win. This is, no, that's a loss. They win at home. Well, we don't know. But Arizona we, covers at could, home. Could, I'll tell you that right could now. We, could, we, could we win that game? It's quite possible. We could. But dude, we're, we, we're the ninth-rated defense coming out of last year, and we're adding Roquan and another year under with, with Eddie and all those young dudes, Leonard Floyd. Roquan. Yeah, Roquan. What a, what a great name. Yeah. So, no, nah, man. Um, Then I, we – the first four games are at Green Bay, home against Seattle, at Arizona, home against Tampa. We can easily win three of those I, games. I guess I'm just jaded by the Bears. Like, I, I have zero optimism going into the Bears. Like, the Bears have crushed me for so many years now yeah. that I have zero optimism. Like, I have zero optimism on the Bears. Like, I used to be the most optimistic Bears fan in the world. I, I have – I just need to see it, man. And that's fine with I me. I feel that. Yeah. I, have no, I don't need to hope. Hope is overrated when it we'll comes to see. this team. We'll just see. You know, like they it's, took it's, my man's derails knee from him, so hope is overrated <laughs> in this city. It's but no, of, it's it's yeah. It's a lot of new for the Bears this year. New head coach, new offense, yeah, new pieces added. We'll see what they can I do. I love the moves though. Yeah, for sure. Welcome to Chicago, fellas. The second round of the playoffs is live. It's a couple good matchups here, T. Let me kick it off with you, bro. Because what I'm looking forward to out of the the four series that are left before we get into the, uh, the championship rounds is Boston-Philly. Boston-Philly is the best series right now, for sure. No doubt. Yeah, that's going six, seven. It's going to be it's gonna be like hard fought. Game one was kind of, you know, the Celtics pretty much had the edge the whole time. But Philly's going to come back hard. I think they'll steal a game. Crazy young talent. Um, it's like everything you could ask for. Hey, give me 10 Terry Rogers right now. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> that dude is fearless. Yo, play, man. <laughs> he's so great, bro. He's so great to watch. He's got the boozy fade. He's living his moment. <laughs> yeah, talk, yeah, he does He's got the boozy, boozy fade. fade. Yeah, yeah. He talks shit. He talks a lot of shit. He plays his game. Backs it up. Awesome, awesome mechanics, man. Fearless, like, aside, though. Getting like into actually getting into basketball, he's got great mechanics. You know it's going to translate as long as he works hard. So It doesn't matter. He'll go five for 28. It does <laughs> not matter. <laughs> he's trying to win. Yeah. I like him. But uh, on another note, Jason Tatum. Problem. Remember what I told you last you year? Did. Remember when I called? I said, yo, that, that immediately. I good. thought, I thought good. he'd be rookie of the year. Um you had these two guys steal it, obviously steal the spotlight, but he's a he's a dog. He's he's should have been the number one pick in the draft. Well, I don't know actually. My oh. man's out there in Utah, but bro, can um, imagine Jason, Philly right now with Jason. Tatum Jason Jason Tatum's a problem. Like he's a legitimate problem. Yeah, legitimate problem, with Jason Tatum. And he's another one of those has his shit together guys. Lives yeah. with his mom in like an apartment building in Boston. Yeah, like this dude plays basketball. Hoops. That's it. That's yeah. it. Like. You're not going to catch him doing anything else but hooping. That's hooping. what he does, period. And, he, and he's got an advanced game. And we were talking about in the group chat, he's like uh, he's like DeMar DeRozan with the better jump shot. You know what I mean? As far as like the footwork and like the kind of game that he has. If and then DeMar bigger, DeRozan could, stronger, yeah. so it's like he's going to. Exactly, man. He ha- his game is based on is based on his movement and his, his just kind of his advanced moves, right? It's not all crazy athleticism and all that. Like it's the footwork, right. his ability to get to the hoop. How much of this stuff is Brad Stevens putting those guys in impeccable positions, though? Does Terry Rozier hoop like this anywhere else? No. So it has a lot to do with Brad Stevens then? A lot of it has to. For sure, the reason that their team is in the second round has to do with Brad Stevens, but I think you can also notice when a guy is extremely talented like a Tatum. Like, Rozier is not going to do this all over the place. 
You can stick Tatum on any team in the league, and he's going to get his. Like, Tatum could get 28 a night for years to come. For Rozier sure. can get you 28. Right. He's, get, not, he's he, capable of. Yes, but yeah. it's not going to be that consistent. Brad, though, you got – like, he's he's one of the best coaches uh, in the league. But he you, you got to respect league, what he can do as far as he'll play a lot of people. Uh, you know, he started two rookies. He He's not afraid to, uh, you know, kind of push the envelope on who can run the team. You know, if you fit into a system – uh, he trusts you. He trusts his players. They beat a pretty sus Milwaukee Bucks team that that I like. That I wish wasn't that uh, you know under underwhelming. But told y'all about yeah. blood. So this is gonna be this is gonna be the test uh, with Philly. What's you up? What's your take on Bledsoe? I just I, I I knew when he came over, everybody was like, "Oh my God, he's such a dog defensively. He's such a dog. He's gonna do everything for their team." I was like, "That dude's cooked. He's washed. He's washed." I like he was them. washed. I like him, but I agree. he was yeah, awful. He got, he got awful by in that series. He was awful defensively. That's what he does. Awful. <laughs> you made a good point. I thought when we were talking on the group chat the other day. Quick, you said Marcus Smart is one of the worst shooters ever. Yeah, awful. Cannot cannot shoot the ball at all. Nope. Is always in the right spot, always making a play. Making the play. No, he's a great basketball player. Exactly. He's just gritty. He, he's there to play. He's there to win. You know what? Well, a couple of years ago, I think it was Joe Kim Noah said it. He's like, you know, when I go on the court, I just want to affect winning. That is Marcus Smart to a T. He's not going to be your leading scorer. Don't, don't give him a green light. He can't shoot. He can't do any of that stuff. But if you watch it, if there's a loose ball that needs to be had in a, in a crucial moment, Marcus Smart is there getting it. If there's a steal in the fourth quarter that's going to stop, you know, a game time possession, Marcus Smart is making that steal. If there's a huge assist, a huge alley oop, whatever it might be, Marcus Smart is making that play, and it's like consistent. And I've noticed it now. Like I think I heard Bill Simmons like talking about it like a couple of years ago, and I started trying to watch it when I watched Smart. And like, dude, in the fourth quarter, he is constantly making plays. You can't describe it. You can't quantify it. You can't put a stat to it. it he's just constantly making plays. Can't put him on a bad team, but you put him on a good team, and that dude makes he, an impact. He just makes an impact, man, and, and it's huge. That's yeah, that's the best series. I agree. I think we're already spoiled by Embiid. He yeah. just he's already just putting up thirty points. No one really, no one even talks about what he did the other night. He's a super problem. Yeah, major. He he moves like no one I've ever seen that big outside of the big dogs like Hakeem and Shaq. And yeah, all those no, dudes. he's the best big. But, like he's doing stuff that. We're almost he's getting a ton of attention for it, but it's almost not it's not even enough. If if, if you're gonna have a big man be your leading scorer, that's the type of big man that you want to be your leading scorer. He doesn't slow down your offense, he can stretch it out a little bit, and he's only getting better. And you mix him with Simmons in there. They 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 have le- their legitimate problem over there. So you guys have your group chat. Mine we argue cat or or Embiid. I've always said Embiid. I, I never even thought it was close, even before Cat's oh, no. a little slip. Towns up, is nowhere near the defensive that, player of Joel Embiid. That's, that's, it, like, that's Kat, the issue. No one's really touching Embiid right now. He's he's probably the best center in basketball. Um Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, it's the two way aspect <laughs> yeah, of it. Were, like if you're looking for me to to, to yeah, argue no, that, nah, <laughs> I don't got nothing for you. He's a super problem. Bro. And we saw what happened with Towns in the playoffs. He he did he didn't show up. Yeah, no, he melted. Yeah, he didn't show up at and all. Two. And I think offensively his game is advanced, but he defensively he can't impact a game like Joel Embiid can. Nowhere close. Let's stay on the east side because the west is a wash. We don't even have to go there. We this round at least. Th- this round's definitely know? a wash. Um, but let's stay on the east side. Toronto and Cleveland are playing right now. Toronto is doing what they're supposed to do at home. They're up like 7-10 to 10 consistently throughout the game. They'll probably close this out and take a 1-0 lead. <sighs> Nick, you mentioned feeling bad for LeBron. Can this – is he just waiting to leave? Is that what we're doing? Is he just going to play as hard as he can until the season's over and that's it? Yeah, and I think the reasons that we thought he would leave before aren't the reasons that he's going to leave now. I think the reasons he's going to leave now is he's looking around and there's just nobody else. The Kyrie trade backfired epic proportions, right? I mean, it doesn't matter who that – that pick from Brooklyn, I, there's no player, even if it's a top seven, top eight pick, that's going to make up for the Which loss of Kyrie be, that yeah. he can run with next year and make a difference, right? Kevin Love is cooked. Um yeah, I I I I I feel bad for him, man. What happened he, to Kevin Love, bro? <laughs> he's he's still a good player. I just think he doesn't fit into this system. Like, 
there's a system here where I like you have to you have to kind of con uh you know conform to and if he's just catching balls you know shooting them and expecting to stay hot when he's you know more of a guy who's used to touching the ball every possession which you're not going to do if you want to win but I just really don't think he's a great fit. He's, he's but he's been there for like three years. You yeah, think by four, now he would like, kind of figure it out, like open jump shot. That's his job. Yeah. I mean, and I mean he can find other ways to impact the game. He can't be going for eleven points. No, yeah, I, I just he, don't he think just he's can't. happy there. He just can't. I don't. Yeah. It, I think that's a whole nother. Well, issue. Well, damn yeah. all that. They're in the <laughs> fucking playoffs, man. I mean, LeBron has to put in unreal performances. For them to win, he comes out before Game Seven and says, "I'm going to play 48 minutes." Like that's not bravado. That's a, he has to do that. Yeah, I, he only came out because he cramped up. Because his body is, I mean, there's only so much. And I but mean, to like, T's point, I think he comes out eventually down the road after all this, and he talks about his experiences in Cleveland, and they're not going to be positive. No, Ty Lue is not a good coach. Yeah, no, Ty Lue sucks. They have to get rid of him. Um, but at the same time, as far as like, I guess feeling bad for LeBron. He had the best bas- he had the best yeah. roster in basketball for eight, year- eight years straight. He built this Cavs team. It didn't end up working. He didn't get to build this, uh, you know, replacement Cavs. Yeah, team. I mean, feel bad isn't necessarily, yeah, but you no. know, I-, I I just feel like it's just a hopeless situation to watch somebody like this good on a team that's just this bad. Like their team is just bad. It's just yeah. not a, and they've been bad all year. Like it's not new. Like they they are so bad defensively. They give up a hundred in their sleep. In their sleep. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. So we, I, Go ahead, T. No, my bad. I was just I was about to say we could fast forward to, to the to the conference finals because that's where all the excitement comes. But go ahead. What were you going to say? I just think that he's leaving them in a good spot when he does leave. He's basically leaving them with a ring and a top five draft pick probably to come in and kind of fill his spot and for them to rebuild. I think And they have assets too, man. They have nine starters on this team. They have nine guys who could start. Yeah. Yeah, you but know, they have some, some capacity. awful contracts that people don't right. want any part of. No one wants Tristan Thompson's contract. No one wants to pay JR. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I hear where you're coming from. I mean, yeah, they do have that draft pick, but I, I I think the goal was to compete for a championship this year and getting that draft pick took that away. Definitely. A trade was awful. In hindsight, obviously. Yeah, it was a terrible trade. It didn't work. It couldn't have gone any worse. No doubt. All right, let's jump off to the west side. Let's talk about, I mean, we think, I mean, we both know who's going to win these series. It's going to be Golden State and Houston. But let's talk about Curry coming back. Is one series enough for him to gear up and get ready for Houston? I think that's getting, it's not getting talked about enough. If Everyone thinks that he's just going to walk out on the floor and just go back to firing. Sorry, this doesn't work like that. No, he definitely needs to get his groove back for sure. He's been gone for a while now, but I don't think that uh, – I still think that Golden State – yeah. What a test, though. Like, what a way to come back against the Pelicans. He's going to be tested. You know, you're going against Rondo and Drew. There's no – you know, you can't yeah. take it easy. They're coming yeah. for your head. We saw they played round one. Um, you know, he has to defend. He has to attack. He, so we're going to see. Like, this – if you could ask for five games or, or four games – I guess three games to come back, it would be against the Pelicans if I'm Steph, you know, give you a test. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it's always tough to get ahead of ourselves because we never know. Right, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back, does his thing, because Houston's not not playing around. No. Not at all. But let's not forget they still have Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. Like, you can't forget about that. It, it, arguably, Kevin Durant's going to be the best player in that series. Yeah, they only He's going to be the best player in any series going forward, right? They Unless they play against Cleveland in the finals. Kevin Durant's the best player on the floor in any series going forward, and you, you can't discount that. I think We're he's the best player regardless of who they play. But uh, You think LeBron, Kevin Durant's better than LeBron? I mean, at this point, probably. You know, it was probably no a way. recent passing of no, the torch. Hell no no Whoa, way. Not even close. Bro, no oh, chance. At this, at this no, point, no. he's better offensively and defensively. No. 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 No, no definitely no. not. <laughs> We're going to have to no, take, no, this. No, 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 have no, to take no. this off air for a <laughs> no, second. No, we can <laughs> take this on air right now. What makes Kevin Durant a better player than uh, LeBron James? Well, he, all right, he's better offensively. How? 
How? He's a better shooter. Is he? No, I mean, he's better at attacking the rim. He he handles the ball. Is he? He, he can't. No, he can't. He cannot. He's got a better post better game, better footwork. Whoa, no way. Are you nowhere, yeah. I think so, man. I know. I know. Sean doesn't like the Warriors. Well, wait, too much. attack the rim. Yeah, Le- LeBron goes to the rim at will when he wants to. Man, do you guys remember what he did to LeBron last year? He chopped yeah. his head off. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I, LeBron, no, that's fact. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah, but I was I went to a game. I saw it live. <laughs> yeah, it was it's a fact. But I mean, had, I don't think it's like by a lance. He also has a substantially a, better team. I think if you put does. them on even teams, LeBron shines. He's a better defender than LeBron right now too. If LeBron yeah, wants to, sure. if he, yeah, but if LeBron wants to, he's a better defender. LeBron I don't like that want the to whole shit. year. No, because <laughs> here's the thing: LeBron's want to on defense is different than other people's want to on defense. LeBron is conserving energy on defense because on offense he has to do everything. But what was what he about can't in play Miami? Balls. What about in Miami? When he was a, he was a real defender. But he had he, but was he was a great guarding, defender. In he wasn't Miami. guarding the other teams. Uh, he was a great defender in Miami. He was a great defender, but I'm saying he took a lot like, of quarters Kev- off. Kevin Durant is awesome. He is not LeBron Low James. Key, Kevin Durant just started playing defense like this he year. He did. It was like Couple, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this year. We talking about this year. No, LeBron, <laughs> his, his last year. No, LeBron has to conserve so much energy on the defensive end. No, that wasn't. The, I'm not taking a shot at LeBron. Man. But, he took ten years. He was the best in the NBA for ten years. You can't beat that. You know what I mean? So you put Durant over him. Yeah, I'm not close. I can't rock with man. that. LeBron's the best player in the league until it was a recent passing of the torch, though. It wasn't a like you know. <laughs> I'm not passing shit to Kevin Durant after he went to the Warriors. I'm not. He's. I'm not giving him the best of nothing. He went and jumped on the squad, one of the best squads of all time. I don't know if he's the best at anything just because I can't see it. I don't know. It's tainted. But even now take for that me. out. Even take that out. I still think LeBron is a better player. Man, it's the NBA playoffs. This is what happens <laughs> when the NBA playoffs that was a tangent. Are, are on. People go crazy. People start talking crazy. But you also, you know what I'm saying, we get to watch it and we get to see it live. Yeah. And the best of the best of seven is undeniable, bro. Yep. That the best of seven is un is unbeaten. The best team It's unbeaten. Is the, the best team always wins in the best of seven. Can we so, give some oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, can we give some quick respect to uh to Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, big. What we're watching, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, but no, Oladipo. I'm just talking about Mitchell as far as being a rookie, being a rookie that averaged 29 points a game in a playoff series, um, carrying his team. I mean, that, it's just phenomenal, man. So shout out Donovan Mitchell, man. He's 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 awesome. Shout out Donovan Mitchell, man. NBA playoffs are lit. We'll keep it locked so we can keep talking about this. No catch up, Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.